Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Janet Gooding, a yoga teacher, retreat business co-founder and owner, wife and mama to baby Gigi. Janet has been passionate about sharing her love of yoga for years through teaching students, managing studios and conducting yoga teacher training and offering her own online yoga classes. She has now turned her passion into beautifully curated retreat experiences, often worldwide, to share her passion for connection, learning, and of course, yoga. Today, Janet shares with us what it is really like to go on a retreat, why we should consider diving into one, and why retreat experiences could be the key to bring back your spark. To contact and connect with Janet, see all the show notes for her links below. Janet, welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you? Oh my goodness, I'm so happy being here with you at this point in time. I've known you, gosh, many like years now. Seven years maybe? Yeah, maybe. We met. Right. The whole time I've been in Australia. Oh, wow. Yoga, I think. From the beginning. From the beginning (laughs) of her time here. So I met Janet because I was a pupil of hers um, in the yoga studio. So obviously I didn't like her very much in those moments because. (laughs) (laughs) Cracking the whip. Exactly. Uh, But, you know, over the years, it's been so great to get to know you and so great to see your evolution into what is now really your purpose, your passion, your mission in hosting, organizing the most amazing retreats I have ever seen online presented. Yeah, it's been fun. And like, I feel like we've been on like this similar journey and timeline of like growing ourselves and our businesses and finding kind of what makes us um, wake up each day. So it's been, it's nice to um, chat and like be inspired by each other. Um, But yeah, I I love retreats. (laughs) I cannot wait to get into it and a few of my retreat confessions. But before we do, I would love to know your favorite quote. My favorite quote. I, the one that I feel like I keep coming back to is accept each moment as if you had chosen it. And yeah, it's an Eckhart Tolle. I think it's Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle. How do you say his name? I think it's Eckhart Tolle. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't speak German, so I don't know. Yeah, 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 same. Um, Yeah, accept each moment as if you had chosen it. And I, like when I'm in like a time or situation where I feel challenged or frustrated or annoyed or whatever it is, like I really remind myself of that. And it's like, Oh yeah, how do I bring ease into this? And I think for me, yeah, the biggest thing is just acceptance, like um, being able to lean in rather than um, resist when, you know, like resistance creates just like friction and frustration. Um, and yeah. I'm currently in the season of acceptance. (laughs) 
Yeah, talk us through that because, you know, when we met for all intents and purposes, you were here in this new country, single, just completely exploding into life. And so much has changed for you in beautiful ways over those years. So just, you know, share with us a little bit about your story and how yoga has really woven its way through every aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am originally from Wisconsin. Very, Where it's really very cold. Not it. <laughs> it's yeah. the opposite of Sydney. <laughs> um, and I always was like an adventure seeker. So I always loved to travel and explore. Um, and so I moved after uni, I moved to San Francisco. And I think, you know, it all, I've always kind of had this desire to follow my passions and to figure out like what, um, yeah, finding that like zest for life and really feeling connected and purposeful um, in what I do. Um, And so yoga, kind of like a lot of people, like, I didn't like it for a long time and it like appeared in my life. Like I did like some yoga DVDs with my mom. Um, and then um, in uni, I practiced yoga a little, like dabbled in it here and there, but I found it like super hard. So it wasn't like a consistent practice. I just thought this is so hard. Like that's my memory of it. It's just like sweating and being so challenged and like just trying to get to the next posture. Do, do you then, come from a dancing or gymnastics background? I do. Okay. Yes. So you people will really annoy me because when I look at these yoga teachers and they're like their bodies were, they grew that way. Like, mm-hmm. like I can catch a ball. Any ball you throw at me, I can catch almost with my eyes closed but do you think I can touch my bloody toes do you think <laughs> low slow what's that one the low scandasana or whatever I'm like oh I yeah that's do killer I can't do it I can, I just, my body is just not made that way yeah. okay so you do come from a a little bit of an advantage yeah I mean, I, yeah and definitely that. like it is an advantage and like I did feel like I already like loved movement Mm -hmm. and like using my body to like connect to myself and I loved the physicality of it, but I still found it extremely hard because it's just different like moving slow and being told what to do, you know, and being in a room of people who are doing the same exact thing it's just weird, you know, it can be very intimidating for like, especially if you don't have any sort of movement background. So I, I feel you on that. Well, um, that makes me feel heaps better. And I'm sure it makes many people out there who are listening to this who all about making you nervous. feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can't well, we just get to that last pose? Like, honestly, 10 minutes in, I'm ready for Shavasana, the end. Yeah. You're not alone. <laughs> um, yeah. So I then, it, like, I had a moment. I was living in San Francisco had a corporate job. I did sales and then did some like startup HR office management, kind of like jack of all trades. And a friend brought me to a yoga studio um, that was a donation based studio in San Francisco. And it just kind of clicked. And I think some people, a lot of people have this, um, not necessarily a moment, but like you have so many 
you have to have so many like kind of exposures to yoga. And then at some point, it's almost like there's a little bit of maturity involved mm. to be able to kind of receive it and understand it as um, more than just stretching, you know? And um, that's when I think for me, my love and connection to yoga kind of like grew exponentially. And within a few months, I decided to do a yoga teacher training just because I loved yoga so much. Like I loved, um, yeah, the physicality. I actually kind of got to this place where I actually loved the challenge. Mm. Uh, I loved the sense of community um, and doing something together. Um, and then I really loved, it was the first time that I found something um, that I enjoyed it as a subject matter. Like I loved the history of it and I loved the philosophy and I loved the um, reflection of like trying to like better understand myself um, and like those different layers that yoga offers. And, you know, people come to yoga with so many different intentions, um, but you leave with so much more than that. And so much more can be kind of unwrapped traveled, um, which I love, you can be surprised by it. And that really, um, after I did my teacher training without any intention to teach, which is super common when people do a teacher training. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so many people do it just to, I mean, I guess like myself, I just wanted to have a more dedicated practice to understand um, the philosophy a little bit more. Um, and I've found that now since leading teacher trainings, um, at least half of the students do it with no intention to teach, which I think it's, you know, it's like a life training. You learn so much about yourself and your relationship to the world, um, and how to find like more joy and ease. And that's so beneficial for everyone in your life, you know, mm. that you would for, um, sure, for sure. And so then that kind of leads back to your favorite quote in that I'm choosing this regardless of its comfort level challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm choosing yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you can start to have a little bit more intention with your life. You know, yoga starts to, it makes you more honest with yourself. Um, and when there's that low level of honesty, you start to kind of let go of the things that, you know, in yoga, we say that don't serve you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's true, you know, you become lighter because you, yeah, you let go of those things that, um, are weighing you down. Um, and for me, it was, um, you know, blossomed into a new career, which was, um, amazing and so I basically after my teacher training six months later I moved to um, Australia um, one of my best friends was here so I moved to Melbourne first and um, that's where I really started um, diving into it into the teaching um, and really combined it with my love of people and teams. Um, so I started managing a studio and then opened the Sydney studio, which is where we met. Yes. And 
I think during that period of my life, um, it was just so perfectly aligned. You know, I was um, doing work that I loved um, and in um, with the, you know, the team, building a team, even just like admin. Um, I love a little bit of admin. <laughs> you know, Same. That, I love, and, love a bit of admin. Yeah, like checking things off the list, being organized, um, and really honoring that part of myself. Like, you know, it wasn't just like, I'm just going to teach yoga 24 seven. It was like, I'm going to use the skills that I have combined with my love for yoga um, and figure out how those can come together. Um, you know, where your kind of skills and passion align. And then that sort of grew into um, teaching more and more, and then leading teacher training and retreats where I've really found um, like the thing that I absolutely love, you know, my passion for travel, mm. um, for yoga and people. It's like that trinity coming together um, and really helping people to reconnect to their zest for life, to be inspired again. And I, for me, I know it's it's really hard to do that in my like habitual environment where I feel stuck. Um, and so it's been about finding space um, and that time, that gift of time to reconnect um, and to be re-inspired so that you come back refreshed and connected and whole. Gosh, even you just saying that makes me <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, wanting to jump on because I've like obviously. Have you been on a retreat ever? Any, like doesn't have to be yoga, but. Okay, so I grew up in a uh, quite an interesting school and retreat, religious retreat was very much a part of our curriculum. And so for me, I associate retreat with that. Yeah. (laughs) There's obviously a lot of resistance to that, but there's also a lot of fun in that. Mm. And so I'm going to be really honest with you. I have resisted retreats for, for two reasons. One, I often think when I go away on holidays, I literally like want to retreat from exactly what you're saying, my day-to-day life. And for me, that has looked like either major travel. So I'm somewhere and I'm investigating the place or I'm literally like living it up, chucking back the dream. (laughs) (laughs) Doing all of that. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly the word for it. So I've, I've never invested my time and my energy in terms of my attention and my finances in a retreat, but I'm definitely becoming more mature. And I think that that's the, what you said before, in terms of your relationship with yoga, I'm definitely becoming more mature in the fact that you just hit the nail on your head, like the, the head, cause a light bulb moment went off for me before when you just said, I find it really hard sometimes to do the things I value in my day to day environment and process yet a retreat gives me the opportunity to do that because I mean if we look at retreat as a noun it's a moving back it's a withdrawing Mm. and if we're able to do that 
then we're going to get so much more perspective, right, on on the day-to-day. And so now I'm like I really want to invest my energy in that, especially the Tuscany one that you've got coming up. I know, right? Because they just look so lush. Like if I'm gonna- just see, that's the thing about <laughs> the Tuscany one is like you get to live it up because we have like amazing food and pasta and sometimes a little bit of wine tasting. Um, but then you also get to feel like wake up and do yoga. So I feel like it's the best of both worlds. But something you said that I think a lot of people connect to um, is that you're kind of first experience with a retreat, you know, was connected to um, maybe a religious experience or camp or whatnot. Um, But people have this connotation with retreats that they're going to be silent and we're going to cry and heal. And, you know, the, the terminology is that it's heavy and that it's, it's not necessarily that um, fun holiday vibe. And so making that decision of like, oh, I just want to go and like chill by the pool and have cocktails like that does sound like inviting compared to like thinking about yourself and stuff. But I think um, that's where the nectar retreats that we've created. We're all about balance. and it's about having a travel experience an adventure being somewhere new where you can experience new foods and new people and culture and languages and feel that inspiration from just being in a new environment Um, but also um, making the retreat what you need it to be so having yoga twice a day makes you feel healthy it makes you feel connected um and also having free time built in where you can kind of like create your own adventure Um, i think that's really important is to not feel like something's over scheduled because it is that it's that gift of space like space is love like and like you said it's perspective like taking that that ability to kind of zoom out to be away from your daily habits rituals reactions um and being able to take that bird's eye view and like having free time within that retreat space is so important um so that you can also create the holiday that you want like it's not just the um retreat yoga reflection um but there's that balance there it sounds like the opposite to escapism it's like real connection and why wouldn't we want to take time out to actually really connect which we think we're doing with escapism totally but it's actually it's actually having the opposite effect. And just because I, I've happened to know you for years and I see the people that you have um, coerced <laughs> to working with you on the retreats, <laughs> I know some of them and knowing how they teach or knowing who they are just generally as a vibe and as people, mm-hmm. it makes me feel very safe being in their hands because they're not about, like I can't stress this enough, this isn't, I, I would imagine, not that I've been on one, but this isn't a retreat where you're all about hippy-dippy love and light. Like you guys are down-to-earth yogis who will probably, 
chat to you in class about the most <laughs> controversial <laughs> topics <laughs> rather than, you know, the, this kind of idealism of what a, you know, a yogi retreat is or should be. I don't know. Oh, that's such a compliment because that's like, you know, the environment we want to create is that it is accessible and that we're normal like you know i'm i'm not like a teacher on a pedestal or you know the teachers that we have running retreats are relatable and are experiencing life as well um and we also like want to connect um and you know i i joke around about this that like we created nectar because we just like being on holiday with our friends doing yoga <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's that's true because it's know? to be honest the intention is aligned like I didn't create the light path collective because I wanted to work 24 7 I created oh. it because it's my passion like exactly what you said before in that Venn diagram when your skill set and your passions meet there is your purpose so why would you want to go on someone's retreat who didn't want to be there themselves just for the fun of it yeah and I think also like what I love is that because there is space and free time on retreats and that there is quite a relaxed vibe is that you can come um with friends of course if that is something you want to do um and it's always fun to have like a friend come with you you know like on a holiday and whatnot but you can also like come alone and you can meet people or you can just like chill by the pool. Like it's, it's very much, um, you do you, um, but you will feel welcome and the yoga will be accessible, challenging because all good things yeah. are sometimes hard. Um, and you have to work for them a little bit. Um, but it is a very much like come as you are vibe. So here's like a really basic Piach question. <laughs> <laughs> but here's another fear I have. This is like a silent fear. I can't believe I'm voicing it. I love, I love it. Say it out loud. Make it what real. If, <laughs> what if I go on retreat and like I can't be asked to get out one day and I don't want to do it? You don't have to do it. See, this is also one thing that I love about retreats. It's very different than like a yoga studio environment where like they'll lock the door on you yeah, that's <laughs> at the beginning of class, which there's, you know, there's some value in that and like showing up on time, but um, you can absolutely sleep in, you can skip a class. Um, you can, I mean, I don't encourage you to show up late, but like we start when everyone's there, you know, and our practices are longer and Shavasana is like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Like, you know, we get yin practices. If you haven't done yin before, I know you've done loads of yin, because oh, but yin, um, so we do a dynamic practice in the morning where it kind of gets the juices flowing, a um, little bit sweatier, a little bit flowier and fun. Um, and then you really feel like you're ready for like a long brunch, you know, <laughs> Late I'm brunch. always, I'm always ready for a long brunch. Yeah. <laughs> and then the afternoons are much more restorative and, um, we do a long yin practice, um, which is 
a bit more reflective postures are lower to the ground held for longer periods of time um you know from the outside it appears as kind of like just stretching but it also has that component of um, meditation and reflection and we also add in some breath work um, sometimes mantra um, it's a bit of a hodgepodge of restorative practices which is like it's always our students favorite class to end the day in such a peaceful slow way because again it's that gift of time it's not very often mm -hmm. that you're going to make the time to do an hour and a half of just chilling out being guided doing that like at home um and so it's again it's that balance of yang and yin and oh, so, that sounds you know, like it's, it's actually well, do like a yoga nidra after dinner, which is like guided sleep. <laughs> it's the best. That's um, the, that's one thing I do miss about lockdowns was that routine that I did get into of like doing a more dynamic practice or workout in the morning and then ending it with that hour and a half or the hour often of just yin style totally. yoga in the evening just because it was something to do. But it's something I just do not make time for now. Could I? Sure. But I just don't. I know. And it's like, I'm so grateful to like be able to travel again because hmm. traveling's amazing and retreats are the work that I do. But like you have those moments where you're like, oh, I wish I could go back into isolation for like yeah. a month. <laughs> and just have the time and that's what it is it's that gift of time we were all given time and you know it it, it didn't work for a lot of people yeah. you know we all have different personalities um and needs but yeah just like miss hibernating especially like right now during australian summer where this like there's that pressure to feel like to be out and about and it's hot and you can't stay at home and like just do like Netflix meditation, you know, like you have to be doing things, connecting, be at the beach to feel like you've made the most of it. Um, and so I think it is really important to take time to just do exactly what you want without the pressures of um, being in your kind of normal environment in society. And another aspect I really like that I've recently seen on your retreat experiences is that you you guys actually bring yourselves on retreat in your complete authenticity. So Janet is a new mama to a beautiful baby girl and you took her on the last retreat. And so you actually, you don't avoid who you are. And I think for many busy parents out there, it's like, oh, I don't have time to do that, but how beautiful that you know, you make it accessible in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, so Gigi, she's just <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Might be biased. A little bit biased, but I can back it up. She's got Yeah, yeah, she's like extra cute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she has been on two retreats. She's been to Spain and New Zealand this year already. And she's coming on our Tuscany and France and Spain retreats. So you oh no pedals. yeah it, i'm so excited also like terrified because she's going to be walking probably yeah. <laughs> um but you know 
I think that's the beautiful part of working for yourself is really creating a business that um, serves your lifestyle. Um, and now since having her, I've, I've been lucky enough to bring her on retreat and, you know, Jack, my partner has been super supportive and been able to take annual leave and my mom is coming. So I will say like, it takes a village and, um, I'm so grateful. Amy, who I run Nectar with is super supportive and we just make it work. And, you know, students actually sort of love it. There's this sense of like a family vibe. Um, and kids are really like, they break down barriers, you oh, know, like, sure. yeah, it's great too, because like, there's no, like, there's always something to talk about, you know, yeah. when you're in a new environment and if, especially if you have social anxiety, like a kid's amazing because they just do whatever they want and they're yeah. around and <laughs> play with them and, yeah, exactly. and just play with them. Uh, just a side note, I love it how we're still calling Jack your partner. Is are we oh, not referred to him as your husband yet? Yes, he is my husband. <laughs> I always forget that. I forget I'm married. You know, when you have like a shotgun wedding, <laughs> you forget it's all a blur. Yeah, it's a blur. It was a well, it wasn't a shotgun wedding, but um but yes your, yeah, your husband we alone just, just in case jackie's listening to this you know yeah, I, I, any, like you can come on retreat single there's many you know yes yeah, so tell, tell us about, women. we need more men there are lots of men who come yeah on yeah, I've, yeah i've seen them yeah there's retreat. always guys but there's lots of um women as well like you come as you are um and it's just a beautiful environment again, to just like meet people and build relationships, connect. Um, just to make it a little bit more, even more relatable, can you just quickly share with us some of the reasons why you have heard people come? Like what are people saying oh. to you? Why are they here? So I think there's so many reasons why people come on a retreat. And I think First of all, they either love yoga and want to do yoga while they're away in a new place. Um, or a lot of students come because they want to reconnect to their practice. Mm -hmm. So if you have done yoga and you love it or you don't love it and you're like, I wish I could do this regularly, I'd love to like reignite a practice or start it or learn um more about yoga it's such a good environment to do it because it's like an immersion mm. you know you're doing it every morning and evening sometimes a little bit more or a little bit less and so it's the perfect space to create a daily practice um and then i think think a lot of people now want to come back from their holidays feeling refreshed you know you hear that phrase I need a holiday from my holiday yeah from my vacation and that's so real yeah. um, and I've experienced that and I think when you do a yoga retreat 
it is a reset you sleep well you're eating better you're taking care of your physical your mental health um, there's a downtime you might get a massage or some other sort of therapy depending on what retreat you're on um, and so you come back ready to mm -hmm. take to to come back into your life refreshed and maybe with that habit of going to yoga or figuring out how am I going to carve this into my daily life again. Um, I imagine but, it would be such a confidence booster purely just because you've given yourself that gift of time, of ritual and all the things. So surely that affects how you view yourself. Absolutely. Like I think yeah yoga builds confidence i mean i think that's one thing that as what i realized when it really clicked is that i wasn't super healthy at the time um like i didn't really take care of myself physically um or eat super well i mean i was in my like early 20s and having fun and when i found yoga it made me stronger and when you feel strong physically, you build an inner confidence um, and you believe in yourself, you know? So I think when you take the time to do this and you're building this, this outer and inner strength over the week, you come back re-energized and like a little bit more open, right? Like that's what travel does too. It's like, yeah it keeps you open, right? It keeps you vulnerable because you're put in new situations, new environments. You can't speak the language. You're like, what am I eating? And so you come back and you're like, okay, I'm open. I'm, I'm ready. I'm open. Um, and that's a really good feeling. And, and you can see that, like you can actually see at the end of a retreat, a sense of confidence, ease, um, almost like a glow, oh. you know, a yoga glow. <laughs> so good. So yeah. good. But yeah. I like, I just want to double stress zero yoga experience. I always recommend that you should do some yoga before coming on a retreat, even if it's like once a week mm -hmm. for the month a couple months before coming i think that's valuable so you don't feel like a total fish out of water um but that being said we have had students who come on as a beginner and you know i think again it's just that openness of going with the flow knowing that something new is going to be challenging but that's a good thing um and that you know, during our classes, you have the ability to rest and do your thing. Like if you need to take a break, you take a break. Awesome. Um, but it is a beautiful environment to feel supported um, and learn something new. Love that. So tempt us where, I mean, tell mm. us where we can find you to check it out for ourselves, but 
the opportunities that you do have coming up because no matter where you are listening to this in the world, the Nectar Girls will find you because (laughs) we will find you. We will stalk you down (laughs) and we will convert you to the retreat life. Because (laughs) that's the thing is once you go on a retreat, it is the only way you will ever want to vacation again. It's like, it's addicting. So our upcoming retreats, you can find on nectarflows.com. And there's lots of travel inspiration there. Our next upcoming retreats are in Tuscany. We have two dates to choose from in May. So May 19th, um, we'll be there basically living our best Tuscan lives in May. And then um, France is unfortunately sold out um it's gonna be absolutely amazing at this beautiful chateau and then um after that we have spain just outside of barcelona near the costa brava and it is so beautiful this venue it's super luxe like i can't even tell you i have never been to a retreat venue this beautiful um the architecture the art the setting um I mean, there's a reason that we call the retreat indulge. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because it's just, you absolutely feel like you're on another planet. It's stunning, super luxe. And then um, Thailand in October. So we have a little bit of mix of like European summer vibes to the tropical island experience. And yeah, I can't wait. And we're planning already for 2025. No, <laughs> I don't even know what day, what year it is. I thought it was 2022 still. But yeah, we are planning. We have discussed 2025, but 2024 is already in the works with some new locations. Um, I'm but- sure because recently you've been to New Zealand. And yes. are there any in Australia on the East Coast that you guys we have, have done them? Um, we've done a couple in Byron and Crescent Head. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, the Byron one. Yeah, but um, this year we're just kind of focusing on international. So Thailand is really, um, it's on Koh Samui, which is amazing. And it's really easy to get to a direct flight to Singapore. And then it's just a 30-minute flight to Koh Samui. Perfect. It's, It's beautiful. And our Thailand retreat, it has the best spa and um like obviously you go to thailand for the massages but they have all other kind of like holistic therapies and you can do amazing things there during your free time oh my gosh sounds delicious so go to the website check it out but if you want to get used to Janet's vibe you and I use have used this a lot especially in lockdown your YouTube channel yes yoga with Janet (laughs) like go to that and then you can see what it's like to you know literally be taught by Janet because she teaches you there um and of course we can find you on Instagram yeah yoga with Janet as well underscore and yes the YouTube is great because it's always nice to practice with a teacher or get their vibe before going on a retreat you know to make sure you feel comfortable um, and there's vinyasa flow classes as well as yin and meditation. So you can kind of get, get everything you need. Perfect. Well, thank you for completely, uh, you know, wetting the appetite, um, in the <laughs> retreat, but also debunking and just making it 
like to me after this conversation, I just feel more at ease knowing mm. that it's just a vibe to to be to exist <laughs> and to come back recharged and refreshed as opposed to that post-holiday slump feeling that we can get so thank you so much for coming on today and joining us thank you I always love chatting with you you're the best (laughs) oh you're so (laughs) great so and if you've been on one of the retreats let us know over um on the light path collective um page on Facebook um or the light path community on Facebook we would love to to hear about experiences you know because it really helps others in terms of them going away as well so thanks Janet Thank you. Have a good one, girl. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.